Welcome is indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richie. Good to be with you. Let me warn everybody in advance. I was in California yesterday. I got on a plane at about 10:20 p.m. California time. I came to Atlanta <laughs> and time traveled. I had no sleep. It was around 5:30 a.m. when I got to Atlanta, and I have been going ever since. I right now am functioning on coffee, lemon pepper, hot wings. And my love for you. All right. J.R. Jackson, the big homie, will break down news of the day with me. Senior producer TYT and host of one of my new favorite uh, favorite shows, The Watch List. Top story of the day. Virginia Dam Thomas. Jenny Thomas, the wife of the Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas has now been revealed as a co-conspirator in the the terrorist attack that took place last year, January 6th. Now I told you when that foolishness came out about her being at the rally, but she left early due to the cold weather. I told you that was bull on day one. Now we have more evidence, here it is. Virginia Thomas, the the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, texted Mark Meadows, then White House Chief of Staff, to President Donald Trump uh, 29 times. There were 29 text messages exchanged between Meadows and Ginny Thomas in the weeks and days after the 2020 election. Uh, The messages are stunning in their content. They're part of more than 2,300 messages obtained by the House January 6th Select Committee investigating the attack on the Capitol. And I'd just like to get into some of the details here because this news is significant. These are text messages that have been obtained by the January 6th Committee. Okay, now remember, they have been obtained by the January 6th committee. That is an investigative committee. Before I go to the next video, let me remind you that Clarence Thomas was the only, the only Supreme Court justice to publicly argue that the high court should have granted former President Donald Trump's motion to block the National Archives from handling, uh, handing White House documents over to a congressional panel investigating the January 6th attack. The Supreme Court ultimately rejected Trump's request. Clarence Thomas was the lone dissent in the Supreme Court's January order, rejecting Trump's bid to withhold documents from the panel. Here's more video. Is an extraordinary pipeline between Ms. Thomas, who's a longtime conservative activist, and the chief of staff for the President of the United States. You have at one point, Uh, On November 10th, after news organizations had called the election for Joe Biden, for example, Ginny Thomas wrote to Mark Meadows, quote, help this great president stand firm, Mark. You are the leader with him who is standing for America's constitutional governance at the precipice. The majority knows Biden and the left are attempting the greatest heist of our history. Then a few uh, weeks later on November 24th, uh, Mark Meadows, serving as White House chief of staff, invoked God in his fate to describe the effort to overturn the election. Okay, uh, Jenny Thomas is a de facto Supreme Court justice, and I'm going to prove it to you. Now remember, Clarence Thomas, he was the only dissent, and his dissent in that vote correlated to the sentiment of his wife. 
Now, they will come out and say things like, "Oh, we don't discuss Supreme Court cases. Well, that's a hell of a coincidence. I mean, Kavanaugh did not even vote that way, Clarence Thomas did. And it's just a coincidence that you voted the exact same way that your wife believed. Also, remember, she went to the January 6th rally in disguise. She was hiding from everybody and decided not to reveal it until ultimately it was going to come to light anyway, okay? Now there are other decisions where Clarence Thomas could have simply recused himself from the decision. He could have said there's a conflict because of my wife's involvement with these other groups. He decided not to, he decided to weigh in in the affirmative. And it's not just the vote, it's also the conversation that takes place outside of our opportunity to review. How many times has Clarence Thomas been able to influence other justices to vote in favor of his wife? I mean, how he would like them to vote. It gets deeper. Okay, at least one member of Congress, thankfully, Representative Omar echoed the call for Thomas's impeachment. The House can impeach a Supreme Court justice with a simple majority vote. But a two thirds majority vote is required in the Senate for conviction and removal. As far as Justice Thomas himself is concerned, Justice Thomas who is currently hospitalized with an infection has thus far declined to recuse himself from Supreme Court cases in which his wife's right wing activism could pose a conflict of interest. According to Rolling Stone. The burner phones, now remember this, we talked about it a few days ago. The burner phones that Meadows and others had were used to communicate with high ranking members of Trump's inner circle, including his son, Eric Trump, Jordan Law and former campaign official, Laura Trump, former White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows and former Trump surrogate, Katrina Pearson. Remember the testimony that we now have on the record. Burner phones were purchased out of California in order for them to have these conversations in DC in reference specifically to the march. According to the testimony we now have on the record, there was an attempt to make sure that crowd did exactly what it did. And they did not want the fingerprint of Trump on it. They did not want the fingerprint of the White House on it, but they were in fact coordinating together. It is called a conspiracy. Now, damn it, when is somebody going to jail? Now, this right now is at the feet of Biden, at the feet of the Department of Justice. What will they do? Now, if people truly are not above the law in the United States of America, what will happen now? There's absolutely no real repercussion for a Supreme Court justice unless you impeach. That is it. You got it. In Congress, the Senate would still have to do the supermajority thing for removal. All right, JR, thoughts here. Okay, so um, every time these types of things happen when it comes to a Supreme Court justice, or, or specifically Clarence Thomas, we've seen many times where he doesn't give much of an explanation behind his decisions or where he voted, just it goes along with whichever conservative president or, or, or entity that he's looking to support and go with. Now, it used to be whenever someone gets a lifetime appointment, as you talked about potential impeachment, all the way to get people like this who seem to be engaging in direct <laughs> corruption, 
the point of saying someone gets a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court was supposed to be so that they're devoid of all this. They're above it. They're not no longer influenced by political and partisan beliefs and leanings because we have conservative justices and also liberal ones as we always talk about. So now it's turned into even when especially Donald Trump was saying he's gonna appoint people. It's I'm gonna put people on the court. They're gonna do things that'll push for conservative things for the rest of time for, for the foreseeable future. That's not supposed to be the reason why we have lifetime appointments. It's not supposed to be so they can continue to stay with one partisan viewpoint and so they can be above it and actually look at actual cases. Now we're seeing how corruption is just the norm here openly and blatantly. Now, if we're gonna allow this to be the norm, if they investigate this, the norm of the GOP to do these types of things, investigating looks like you're just investigating all of the Republican party and that's where they now stand. If it's this rampant, it makes Democrats, as you mentioned, Department of Justice and Biden, they're a little gun shy. Because there's an easy trigger for Republicans to pull is, how come you keep investigating everyone? Well, damn it, because all you guys are in need of investigation. <laughs> That's the only answer, but we're afraid to say that. We'll fall back and say, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, it doesn't look like we're investigating too many people. But I'm not sure how else we can go about this, except for just ignore it and turn and look the other way. Yeah, and I don't think they get it yet, JR. I don't think they realize that we are this close to not having a democracy anymore. We already are basically operating in uncharted territory as it relates to a democracy. Trump is still controlling this country in ways that continue to to confuse Democrats. And they have no idea how to rein this back in. And as long as they continue to allow the powerful to do exactly what they're doing, they're going to get the country they deserve. And it's unfortunate because we've been telling them from day one, these people on the other side, they're not playing with you. You continue to tell us, give you power, you would change things. And then when you get the power, you tell us you don't have the power to change things. Cobb County, Georgia, mother goes into the restroom. She comes out, got her children there. Cops pull guns on her and said she's robbing the place. She was not. Here's the video. Psychology that is called fight fright. She's terrified. Her children are around her. She simply went to use the restroom and she came out with guns drawn on her. And when the cops are saying, just relax, just relax, with guns pointed at her, if you can relax in that situation, you're not normal. Okay? 
Let me give you background to this. Let's put up a picture of this mother. Her name is Deandra Hawkins, a black mother was placed in handcuffs by Cobb County, Georgia police for a crime she never committed. She now wants answers for the incident that traumatized her and her entire family. The cell phone video that we have was taken by a UPS driver, God bless him for doing so. According to the police, they simply mistook her for an armed robbery suspect is what they're saying on the record, okay? Her son, who is autistic, was forced on the ground. And her daughter, who was pulled away by police when trying to help her mother, was placed in a patrol car. The family, they are upset at how they were handled. But here's the reality, the emotional scars will stay with that family likely forever. Okay, here's some background. It was supposed to be a normal day for Deandra and her kids after running errands and doing laundry. But things took a turn when the family stopped at the racetrack on Windy Hill Road to use the restroom. Five minutes later, the police pulled up with their guns out and told me to get out of the car, Hawkins said. Hawkins claims cop police mistook the mother of three for a suspected armed robber and never said why she was being handcuffed and detained until afterwards when police eventually released her at the scene after about five minutes. Now, I wanna give you some background to Cobb County. C-O-B-B, Cobb County is such, is so notorious, has such a reputation for targeting black people that Cobb County's nickname is C-O-B-B, count on being busted and caught out being black. There's a story of a commissioner named Miss Cupid, an African American female who was in law school. She was pulled over and targeted by the police because she was driving late at night. This police officer did not get fired for years. As she said, this cop racially profiled me. He had no justification for the pullover. There's more. The Cobb County Police Department confirmed the incident and apologized, stating they believed the car was the same make and model of one involved in an armed robbery. Police officials confirmed Hawkins and her family were not the suspects and unfortunately were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm, I'd be down. They were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Not the police were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Because see, if there's an actual robbery, that means the robber has gotten away. So the police are in the wrong place at the wrong time. Not Miss Hawkins and her family. They're in the right place. They have freedoms, constitutionally protected, legally codified freedoms in the United States of America. The freedom of mobility is one of them. They were simply existing and this happened. There's obviously a breakdown here that the police refuse to recognize. They're not looking internal, they're looking external. They're blaming the Hawkins family for being in the wrong place at the wrong time without any self-criticism whatsoever. This is why, once again, why many people don't like the police. All right, Hawkins told Fox 5 News and I quote, the suspect they were looking for was tall and slim and that did not fit any of us, they separated us and made us sit in cop cars. 
my son was on the ground and they didn't tell us anything until the end. Now remember, the son is autistic, okay? Now these are supposed to be investigators, ladies and gentlemen. These are things that you and I can figure out quickly. They're trained investigators. Let's put the picture of the interim police chiefs, Scott Hamilton on the left and Stuart Van Hooser, all right? The department said the case remains an active and open investigation. Hawkins was afraid in particular because of her 18 year old autistic son, how he might react. Thankfully, he is, he is still alive. Thankfully, he's alive, okay? Uh, Leah Hawkins daughter shared the same fear and told CBS 46 and I quote, especially them having guns pointed at him being the autistic son. And he walks up to them, my fear is he will be shot because he was black. Let's put up a picture of the attorney for the family, Kayla Bumpus. The attorney is now demanding a full investigation, sensitivity training and accountability. I would add money to that if I were the attorney. There was no sensitivity and these officers acted with a high level of aggression. And there was no indication of any weapons, no indication of anyone failing to cooperate. And it was extremely unnecessary according to the family attorney. They were targeted, they were targeted due to their race. I don't give a damn who disagrees with me. The description did not fit, it was quite obvious they were not the suspects. And who in the hell got the make and model of the car wrong? Right, I need to know these answers. JR, what's your thoughts? Yeah, uh, anyone who may disagree with you about uh, where this stands and where, where the uh, injustice were, were carried out here, um, would have to be part of the, of the branches of society that people like these officers and maybe even this department think will be supportive of their actions here. So uh, if nothing else, it's the way that these cops uh, uh, go into these situations, say that the family was in the wrong place at the wrong time, that it's an indictment on the victims here. It's because they feel society's gonna back them up. And if nothing else, that's an indictment of society. Because mm-hmm. all police officers are, are members of society that then go to work, clock in and uh, put their weapons around their waist and put their uh, uh, their uh, uh, <laughs> their bulletproof vests on. And they're just another American that just goes to work. So whatever kind of belief systems they have towards black folks, they carry it into their jobs. It doesn't get shut off when, the, when they punch in. So. Once they go in and carry out their belief systems and their stereotypes and then put it into practice with their enforcement, this is the type of things that we get until someone, as you mentioned, that UPS driver then records it. So if they think they can go about this process and then say, hey, they were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. We drew our guns on them and we said, it's okay, walk backwards. And oh, at the end of it all, we discovered we were wrong. So they should be happy and walk away. Completely ignoring the trauma that can come with human beings. It's downplaying the fact that they're humans. Um, uh, that, that there's no confirmation of the true suspect. As, the, as you're talking about, they were supposed to be tall and slim. And this woman apparently is neither one of those. So if that's the case, why is it they can feel so emboldened to say, hey, it was just a mistake, you guys, see you later? It's because they don't think there's gonna be any accountability because there right. hasn't been in the past. They're just confirming what all of us have always been saying that then other pundits will say, you guys are overreacting, why are you always saying it's about race? Because there's this stereotype that all black folks look alike. They employed it here. There's a stereotype that all black folks are criminals and thieves. They employed that here and they were wrong. At what point are we gonna say that all these stereotypes that are so harmless and never ended anything, actually end in something. And in this case, the only thing that it didn't end in was a murder this time. That's right, and it could have, it definitely could have. And let me say this to those who would be critical of my assessment and conclusion. 
Why don't we see this happening to white families pulling up at a racetrack? You know, I mean, the stories I've reported on of things like this happening to black families, to black couples simply existing, going to a grocery store, going to a gas station. Why is it not happening with white families the same way? The extreme racism being launched at Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. Here's what Mitch McConnell said in defending his no vote for the Supreme Court nominee. The Judiciary Committee has completed its hearing for Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. I enjoyed meeting the nominee. I went into the Senate's process with an open mind. But after studying the nominee's record and watching her performance this week, I cannot and will not support Judge Jackson or a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court. First, Judge Jackson refuses to reject the fringe position that Democrats should try to pack the Supreme Court. I assume this would be an easy softball for Judge Jackson, but it wasn't. You know, the silliness of it all, a Supreme Court justice has no bearing on if Congress decides to expand the court. As a matter of fact, it's constitutionally allowable. And the Supreme Court has no, no bearing on it whatsoever. So because of something that she would never have to even interpret, something she would never have to do, a decision she would never have to make, Mitch McConnell says, I just can't do it. But he voted to approve this guy. Sometimes I had too many beers. I liked beer. I still like beer. Had beers, have some beers. One beer, drink beer, drinks beer, drank beer, and drinking beer. You've got nothing to apologize for. You've probably had beers, Senator. Beach Week Ralph Club biggest contributor. You know, I got a weak stomach, whether it's with beer. You had no intention of protecting Dr. Ford. None. She's as much of a victim as you are. I like you beer. Have that. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Um, what do you like to drink? Next one. Hanging out and having some beers with friends, which I gladly do and which I fully embrace. Have you, I don't know if it's buffed or boofed. How do you pronounce that? That refers to flatulence. We were 16. When you see Sotomayor and Kagan, tell them that Lindsay said hello. That's, you're asking about, yeah, blackout. I don't know. Have you? You see what I'm talking about? Hmm. Uh, that guy got approved by those same senators who have said, "Oh, we cannot approve Judge Jackson um, because she has no opinion on something she's not supposed to have an opinion on during a nomination hearing for the U.S. Supreme Court." Well, Ted Cruz had a more profound reason for not liking her. Here it is. So, so I'll tell you a couple of interesting uh, just moments from from uh, meeting in my office. Number one, when she was there, um, I offered her and everyone there some Cuban coffee. As 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 a Cuban American, I sometimes when people come to my office, get we make Cuban coffee, and she turned down the Cuban coffee. Which I got to say, anyone that turns down coffee, I'm highly suspect of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the Cuban coffee. Once again, 
But Charlie Kirk probably takes the cake here. External pundit, here's what he said. KBJ is your country on CRT. KBJ, Katanji Brown Jackson, is an embodiment of the tyranny that we currently live under. She's an ideological, unintelligent, yet confident fanatic. Charlie Kirk is your country on cocaine and privilege. Insanity, right? They could not even point to her actual judicial philosophy. They could not attack her on her record. Lindsey Graham literally asked her a question about her religiosity. On the scale of one to 10, how religious are you? How important is your faith? He really wants to know on a scale of one to 10, how much do you believe in white Jesus? Because that makes us feel comfortable. That's an illegal question according to the constitution. No religious test can be applied to hold office in the United States of America. He was in violation of the constitution. Judge Jackson reminded him of that because when she's approved, she will interpret the constitution. That is the job of a Supreme Court justice. Nothing they have attacked her on deals with that. Fascinating. JR, thoughts? Well, at this point, their job after they went through these few days of ranting and raving and getting themselves on Fox News to talk about and make themselves a spectacle so that they can maybe raise their their political name for maybe the presidency or maybe even just the one in 22. The whole idea after that is to then uh, uh, smear her further so once she does get confirmed that there's this stain over her name going in. So that for future reference, continually on and on again, it can be, you see all those uh, those soft on crime, uh, unqualified uh, um, uh, justices they keep putting on anytime a Democrat is in office, they keep putting on the court, they just never really pan out and they're always the worst of the worst. No matter what the reality is, you can never actually talk about the reality because then people might start thinking, wow, it's weird how they had this opposition to these justices for absolutely no reason outside of it's just not their pick. Well, it's not your pick. There's people who didn't like the picks that you guys put on. Should the narrative then become, hey, you guys, you know what? Every time a Republican president puts a justice on the Supreme Court, they end up being part of an insurrection, a plan. Maybe their wife is a quote activist who decided to be a part of exchanging text messages with a, a former chief of staff to a president that said he's looking to overturn the election no matter what the reality is. Looks like they keep putting corrupt justices on the Supreme Court. Is that something we could say? Actually, it is something we could say, but we don't say that. This is where the difference becomes. It's a narrative versus reality. And they're just good at the narrative no matter what the reality is. And they were primed for this, especially when it comes to people like Charlie Kirk and Tucker Carlson. They're primed for this as soon as Biden said, yeah, I'm gonna nominate a black woman to the court. Yep. They were mostly right. frustrated by that because they said, oh, you've tied my hands. Now I have to be racist. Very well said. All right, we got more on the other side is indisputable, stick and stay. Welcome back, we got a lot of show left. Let me read some of these comments. Before I get to the comments, let me remind everybody, as a matter of fact, let the big homie JR remind everybody about the watch list. 
If you're more than 9 a.m. the watch list, we break down all the videos of the day, the things that will push the news and the views. As usual, we have some fun. We'd like to spread it out. You know, we start with some politics. This morning we did hit one sports story. You guys are gonna love that. But also society and culture, just the way that we always see things land based off every news story you may see. We'll we break it down and we analyze. It's a fun time. It's a beautiful show, and we thank you for all of the effort you put into it. Let me not forget, this was really cool, actually. Jordan Yule. All right, so on Tuesday's episode, uh, he revealed his tattoo. All right. Oh, no. Uh, Un American piece of ish tattoo. After the audience helped raise $6,000 for Yemen Relief and Reconstruction Foundation. That's a beautiful thing. All right. Over $11,000 is, is a big thing happening. You can join. Uh, Jordan Yule with your very own Un American piece of ish pen and temporary tattoo pack. Uh, this is a combo available now at shoptyt.com. All proceeds will be donated to that organization. Uh, there's a new challenge, okay? If we hit 150 pin tattoo bundle sold, Brett will post a picture of the temporary tattoo on his back. <laughs> Go to shoptyt.com. I love my brother. But that's not God's plan for my life. <laughs> I was just gonna ask you. I said, so what are you gonna do for uh Don't for don't even brother. I want to make sure because they asked me, and as you can see, I'm um I'm unmarked. <laughs> right. I, I gotta give it to him, man. He's taking it for the team, man, and doing a good thing in the process. So I love him for it. All right. TYT member Dana Manning. Uh Dana Manning. It's happy Friday when we get a double dose of JR. That's right, that's strong, isn't it? I love it. All right, Eric the Youper Dragon. As if we needed more reasons to respect the hell out of you, Dr. Richie. Thank you for inspiring us and bringing us the news your way, which, in my opinion, is the best show on TV. Much love and get some rest after the show. I thank you for that, and I will get some rest after the show. So after the show, I have one more meeting to go to, and after that meeting, I'm going to sleep in. That means I will sleep until about 7 a.m. That's sleeping in for me. Okay, I'm up 5 a.m. every morning. Mickey C the Silverhead Dragon. Um, I didn't know it was common practice for armed robbers to bring their children along for the crime. But anyone, but especially black mothers, one would think uh, that they would know that they're putting their children in the line of fire of cops, guns. You know, and, and it's somebody should have said, you know, wait a minute, guys, we must be wrong here. Okay, like how in the hell did it, did it continue? You got the autistic child on the ground, you put the daughter inside of a squad car, you got the mother surrounded with guns, and nobody said, well, hold the hell up. Something doesn't add up here. This is not what was described. Not one of those investigators said that. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a In Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. That young Karen engaging in significant Karenicity was at a Panda Express, okay?
Now at Indisputable, we provide a mirror for reflection, yes, but also for correction. Those who work in the industry of fast food, food services, etc., they do not deserve, they do not deserve to be talked to that way. It does not matter what it is. If there's a mistake with your order, if you would like a refund, if maybe they charge you for something you do not want. There's a way to be respectful, but here's what happens. When you believe that you are better than other people, when you believe individuals around you are less than, that's how you respond. Now, I'm sure this person will say in a conversation later, "Oh, I, I, I respect everybody. I respect everybody and I was just upset at that person. No, it's not true. You don't respect everybody because I'm sure there are people around you who have made mistakes before. And you did not respond that way to the mistakes that were made. I'm sure that you've had misunderstandings with individuals before. And you did not respond that way to them, maybe because you respect them. Well, you will respect those workers. JR, thoughts? Yeah, there's there's a reason why that people feel in these certain situations, as you point out the Panda Express, you know, if she was at a fancy restaurant where, you know, $100 a plate, you're not gonna be going off like that. You just wouldn't be because you feel this is a place where I don't get to act like that. These are folks that are working here and because of their position and where they're working and what I assume that they're making, which probably a lot of times you're right because that's one of our problems in society. Um, that I can just treat them whichever way I want to over a $3 drink, whichever, whatever reason it was, maybe she gave the wrong one. She rang you up for a combo when you wanted just the food and the side, whatever it was. If you think beyond one step and think this could actually be resolved without me going off like this. Um, then you find yourself in a much more calm situation. There's times when I get frustrated just because you know, if I'm handing someone actual bills over the counter at something like this and I toss them or drop them rather than hand it to their hand. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, because maybe I, I, I overlooked a, a, a situation at the moment. I reached back and talked to my kids, so I dropped the money. What's wrong with just saying, oh, my bad, you right. can mistreat people. And after you do, do something about it. It can always be resolved, but instead, she goes off, I got a kid, I'm pregnant here with whatever the reason is. Maybe you had a bad moment because I know some people are starting to push back on the, 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 the Karen talks. But you know what? We push back because you can actually handle these things differently, even if you have your bad moment. Right, well said. A music artist goes into a bank, not only do they take her check, they then lock the doors, call the police. She ends up getting her check back. Let's put up a picture. She goes by Baby Storm on Twitter. Her name is Janice Mofus. Let's go to the first video. If you need to call my father, if you need to call whoever, you can make the call. It's not an issue. No, that the department who is doing the check, they're supposed to do it. It's not in our like oh. power, so we cannot call anybody. We call. So you guys, department. you guys, you guys don't verify. You guys can't cash the check, and I'm at the bank. If the if the department tells me no, we cannot, and the department tells us no, so we cannot. Okay, so is that the reason why she was able to confiscate my check? No, she. She need to keep the check for further investigation to see where it came from. Okay, well she just told me that she that she does not confiscate checks. She didn't but tell that. She just said that. 
I said, do you confiscate the checks of everyone who comes in here? She said, no. I said, so why did you confiscate mine? Yeah, because the back office need to investigate more on that check. Okay, but if that's the case, then why don't you confiscate the checks of everyone else who comes in here? You don't want to cash the check because it's a $30,000 check, no, and I'm black, no. and you're telling me you can't yeah, verify it. Also, delete the uh, recording, please, because you're not allowed. You're in the bank, and you're not allowed to record things. I'm, I'm not deleting any recording, unless you're going to come take my phone and delete it for me. I'm not deleting anything, because because you don't want to be held accountable. You know that I can sue you for racial profiling, right? I'm not a child. You don't have a right to confiscate my money. Okay, so I'm telling you, why don't you call the person who sent me the check, my father? She has to leave the branch now. Who has to leave the branch? We're closed already. You have to leave the branch now. Okay. When you see yourself on the internet, don't be surprised. When you see yourself on the internet, don't be surprised. I got more video. I did some research, and yes, it's customary if the bank does not want to cash your check. They give you your check back. Let's go to the next video. So tell me why I literally never experienced what I just experienced. I'm not the kind of person to come on here crying, but Citibank because my dad sent me a check to pay off my rent for the next year and that's it. And I go into Citibank to cash a check so I could pay my rent. And they confiscate my check and refuse to give it back. And, I, and they say, hey, we can't cash this. I said, why can't you cash it? They're like, we can't verify the check. I said, okay, so do you want to call my dad? He sent me the check from New York. If you want, I can, you know, he can give you his bank routing number. She's like, no, you know, we can't verify this check. I can't cash this check and I'm confiscating the check. I said, why are you confiscating my check? If you're not gonna cash my check, okay, then let me go to somewhere else that can cash my check, right? And then I said, do you confiscate everyone's checks who come who comes in here that you can't verify? She's like, no. I said, okay, so then why are you confiscating mine? So damn sad, this was at a Citibank in LA. Let's put up a picture of Baby Storm again. 22 years of age, alternative artist, goes by the name Baby Storm. Her father had written and mailed a check to her for $30,000 to cover a year's worth of rent. Stand up father, stand up child, cashing the check as instructed by her father. And they violated the rules, the bank violated the rules. Here's the next video. me in the bank. Yeah, you're you're locking me. If if it's closed, okay. Thank you very much. So that door that door is unlocked. No. So that door is unlocked. down, so no customer coming. Okay. So okay. So no problem. So that door is unlocked. All of them are unlocked. Okay. No problem. But you have to wait here until police came. I I don't have to do anything. Yeah. Damn. There's more, uh, the employee physically said that I could not leave until the cops get there because they also called the cops on me wrongfully for no reason at all. She told them a second Citibank employee to put the gates down, she told them. The only door that was even open for me to exit was a side door, but he was standing and guarding the door and said I could not leave. 
After 10 minutes of back and forth with the teller who took the check, it was eventually returned and she was able to leave the bank with her legal check, okay? Citibank has said they are investigating the incident. Let me give you a quote. We have spoken with Janice Mofus and are working closely with her to resolve the issue in question. City told LA Weekly Thursday, we are taking this matter very seriously and have launched a thorough investigation into what transpired on Tuesday. Well, I launched an investigation of my own. Your employees were racist as hell and they need to be fired. They broke your own stated policies. They kidnapped a young lady against her will. They need to have criminal charges brought against them. Case closed. Janice says she plans to pursue legal action for what happened as she should, recognizing that her treatment was racially motivated. It's definitely a racial thing for sure, Janice said. At that point, I feel like it's above me and just like a way bigger issue that needs awareness. You are absolutely right. Another story, banking while black, no criminal issue. Now, they can't say, oh my goodness, she had on a mask. No, she didn't, the bank did not require it. She just came in with a regular ass legal check. And all of that happened to the young black woman at that bank. You see how leadership, bad leadership permeates the culture. I'm sure at least one person at the bank said, "Mm, this isn't right what we're doing. They didn't say anything, they didn't speak up. Everyone who watches this segment, I want this to be a reminder to you that you have the power of one. Make people like that feel uncomfortable. I'm talking about the people that profiled her. You have the power to do that. Even if they don't change course, you have the power of one. All right, JR, thoughts here. Yeah, back to more stereotypes as we've always seen this happen. Of course, the first thought is, hey, this is a black person with a large enough check that I feel shouldn't be There's no way she has access to these kinds of funds. She mentioned the $30,000 to pay for her rent for the year. So that's number one, that's the first red flag in their mind. Black folks don't have money. Number two, they also don't know their rights. So I can just tell her anything that I say is the rules and the regulations here. She has to believe because she's too dumb to actually know what's happening. Until they confront someone who does know. And she is confident in the fact that she's legally there to do what her own business, which they kept her, which you mentioned the kidnapping. So now I can block the door physically as a, a, a larger human being and keep her from leaving. Because you have some kind of detaining rights that cops normally have, no. But also at the same time, they've learned the lessons that black folks will learn about cops. We'll call them and they'll believe us over them. So when black folks know that, they're like, oh, I'm not sure where this is gonna go because we've seen how much we've gotten mistreated before. And the folks that are doing it to her have learned the same lesson, except they're on the privileged side of it. Farewell said. Okay, let me bring everyone's attention to a story that should be front headline news. There's a police chief who took $5,000, okay, 5,000 bucks from another suspect for murder. I'm gonna get into that in just a moment. All right, stick and stay, we got more on the other side. Welcome back, we got a lot of show left. Let me read a couple of comments. Um, Chi Chi Massey says, oh, hail to the null. 
If they took my $30,000 check and locked me in the bank, I've had that place set up like my bedroom until they got my money. I know that's right. Masturbator says black people spend over 2 trillion legal dollars per year. Um, all of us are not broke. All right, hell of a story here. Murder suspect gives money to the chief of police after the murder. I be damned. South Carolina police chief got a loan from Alex Murdaugh. The police chief is Greg Alexander. Now this was one month after a double homicide connected to the Murdaugh family. Let's put up a picture of Mr. Murdaugh, okay? Just over a month after his wife and son were murdered, this South Carolina attorney, Alex Murdaugh, the man at the center of the Murdaugh murders, wrote a $5,000 check to a local law enforcement officer who has acknowledged his extensive ties to the powerful family. Let's put up a picture of the chief, okay? He's chief of Yamasi, South Carolina. His name is Greg Alexander. He wants you to give him more power. He's now running for sheriff of the county. Let's put up a picture of the check. That's called your smoking gun. That check was received after the double homicide. Mm. The attorney Murdaugh paid a $5,000 check to the chief of police after the double homicide that he's connected to as a person of interest. The check appears to have been dated on March 9th, 2021. But the man who received it, the police chief, Greg Alexander, confirmed to the news outlet Fitz News that it was cut on July 9th, 2021. That was just four and a half weeks after a gruesome double homicide took place in Marseille, the Murdoch family's hunting property located just five miles north of Hampton. Alex Murdoch is officially a person of interest according to the report. In connection with his with this bloody crime, which claimed the lives of his son, Paul Murdoch, and his wife, 52-year-old Maggie Murdoch. In fact, recent reports indicate that there is physical evidence linking Murdoch directly to the shootings, which were exclusive, exclusively reported by Fitz News. In addition to the double homicide inquiry, attorney Murdoch is at the heart of multiple other state and federal investigations related to alleged financial crimes perpetrated by him and a growing network of co-conspirators. As of this writing, he is facing dozens of charges related to the alleged fleecing of nearly $9 million from his former clients. Let's put up his picture again. Now that's a thug, okay? Reached Wednesday evening, Alexander the Chief, who was currently running for sheriff of Hampton County, 
confirmed receiving the $5,000 check from attorney Murdoch. According to the chief, the money was intended as a loan for his parents. I mean, come on, let's not allow a double homicide to get in the way of my mama and daddy needing $5,000. Asked whether the money had been repaid, Chief Alexander said he was unsure and would need to check with his daddy. Put up the picture of the chief again, okay, yeah. See, this is what you call corruption. All right, JR, what are your thoughts here? Uh, first, I want you the co-signer on this uh, whole loan. Your dad should not be one of those thousand dollars. Hail <laughs> to the now. <laughs> this is your <laughs> your debt, bro. But that's your dad now. Anyways, also five thousand dollars. That's the that's the number. I mean, you should ask for more. This is a financial crimes guy. If you're looking to help him cover it up, you should probably ask for something more. It's more important to him than that. And also, man, there's so many twists and turns here. I feel like, I feel like this is an aspect of a Dateline NBC thing. <laughs> right. It was double murder. The wife and the son. And then the police chief was involved. Like you gotta stay away from this stuff. I, I'm, I'm not sure how you didn't see this coming. Yeah, always a pleasure, brother. Thank you Absolutely. so much, man. How Good can people follow you. you? Good to see you. How can people follow you? Check out all your great work. Uh, they can find me JR Jackson at any of those. Also, uh, the watch list TYT. Um, it's you'll find that at Facebook and also on YouTube. So it's YouTube.com/slash watch list TYT. Same with Facebook. Facebook.com slash watchlist TYT. You'll find me every morning at nine o'clock. You can also catch those clips. You guys will find them. Uh, make sure you guys all spread the word. We're doing good things over there. It's great stuff. Thank you, my friend. Thank you.